centuries ago, a legendary treasure was buried on a remote island. And there's only one living soul daring enough to find it. Hello, everyone. Captain Abraham Smollett is taking command. This voyage has begun. To wherever the wind may take us. Hurry, Rizzo! I'm going as fast as I can. But there's trouble afoot. Beware the one-legged man. <laughs> He's the one to fear. <gasps> Long John Silver. At your service. One leg, Jim. Count them one. Now, the captain is being pursued by pirates. Pirates? We're sailing for buried treasure. We're gonna be rich. We're gonna be dead. <laughs> Surrounded by danger. Terrific. Captured by crazed wild pigs and sacrificed hideously before a pagan altar. Are we lucky or what? And haunted by his past. Bonsoir, mes amis. Uh, old girlfriend. We got cabin fever. We lost what sense we had. We got cabin fever. We're all going mad. Walt Disney Pictures presents from Jim Henson Productions, a classic tale of ships coming in. Who hired this crew? And luck running out. Get the treasure. Let's torture the rat. Huh? No more, Miss Nice Guy. Cool. Muppet Treasure Island. I'm starting to worry about this voyage. This is IPC. Hello, everyone. This is Zach from the IPC Podcast, and I am very excited to bring to you this special edition episode of IPC. And it's going to be a little bit different than the way you usually hear an IPC episode. It's not going to be quite as long. It's not going to have as much barbecue, but it is going to have a very special guest, and it's going to be a very special discussion. We just got done watching a childhood favorite from 1996 called Muppet Treasure Island. And even though it is a Jim Henson production, it's also produced by Disney. So it can be found on Disney+. And uh, we just happen to have DVD copies of it, too, just to be on the safe side. And by we, that would bring me an opportunity to bring in the very special guest... Here for the very first time on this special edition of the IPC. You've heard my sister Gabriella a time or two on the show, but you've never heard my brother's voice until now. Please help me give a very special IPC welcome to my brother, Joel. Yes, hello IPC. It's great to be here on IPC, and I just want to say it's been a great thank you to all of you to contributing me to this special edition on this show. Yeah, it's it's been a long time because you pretty much listen to every show that we do, don't you? Oh, you better believe it. It's like every time we have a new episode, even if it's a movie that you haven't seen before, like like the Ghostbusters. Like you watched that that one time with us 
And, oh, yeah. And that then, was a riot. And then after that, you listened to the IPC episode, right? Right. What about the top fives? Do you like the top five episodes, too? Well, for most part of my time, my top five movies were very much pretty good. But I have a pretty good list for my top five. Well, hold on. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about the top fives in general. Like when we talk about top five animated movies, when we talk about top five villains, top five Pixar movies. Like, do you like it when we do top five? Oh, yeah. We do it all the time. Yeah, we do a lot of top fives, and you and me, we do it sometimes too. When like when we're on the road and we're going mm-hmm. to do errands and stuff, sometimes we'll do like top five ice cream flavors or something. Or like, like the that. favorite mamas of Star Wars. Yes, we have done favorite mamas from Star Wars, and then we've also done like top five favorite Muppet characters. Yeah, and I think that would be a good way to start off this episode is we try and come up with our top five Muppet characters. Yeah, who, so let's start with that. Who are your top five Muppet characters, Joel? Well, that is a really, really good question, Mr. Zach. If I were to say Mister. my top five Muppet characters would have to be um, Kermit the Frog. Mm-hmm. He's a good character. Yes, he is. Fozzie Bear. Waka waka. Waka waka! Mm-hmm. And number three would be Rolf the dog. Okay. And number four would be Gonzo the Great. Yep. Okay. And four, I mean, and and number five is Scooter, Gopher Scooter. Scooter. Okay. I wouldn't have expected Scooter. You know, that dude with with lots of hair, orange hair. The orange hair and the glasses, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's on the Muppet Show a lot, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's a, that's a pretty good list. I'm kind of surprised that Rizzo the Rat wasn't on there, and I'm kind of surprised that Miss Piggy wasn't on there. Yeah, that was a shame. Yeah, that's, 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 hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, let me see. I think for my five favorite Muppet characters... Yes, I was going to say, what are your top five Muppet characters? Yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to come up with them, because I know Kermit is in there, I know... Miss Piggy is in there. I just got to figure out where they go because uh, there's so many ones to choose from. I think number five for me is going to be Sweetums. The really, oh, what do you like the best about him? I just like that he's such a big character. Like he's really big and strong, but he's also very sweet. Like, even in Muppet Treasure Island, like, it looked like he was going to be carrying that big tree trunk so that he could whack all of the good guys. Like a club. Like a club. And then he ended up whacking the bad guys. And he's like, are you kidding? I love you guys. Like, he loves them. Yeah, like, he likes those guys, yeah, right? He, yeah, he does. So I think Sweetums is my number five. Number four would probably be mm, Dr. Teeth. Ooh. I like I like Dr. Teeth and his whole band, but if I had to pick just one, it would be Dr. Teeth. What um, do you like the best about Dr. Teeth? I, I just like that, that he's really good with music. I like how energetic he is. He's a good leader because he gets the whole band to work together. Uh, and he's got a really good sense of style. And he was once in the, the first time when they first met in but the Muppet movie, right? I'm pretty sure he was in the Muppet movie, yeah. 
it's been a while since I've watched a Muppet movie. Usually I watch Muppet Treasure Island or Muppets from Space or... The Muppets Take Manhattan. Muppets Take Manhattan. I didn't really like that one as much, but that's a different conversation. Yeah, it's um, where they all break up and they had to say goodbye. That is really sad. Yeah, it is really sad. But that's not what we're talking about tonight. Right. Uh, number four, Dr. Teeth. Number three... Um, can I do Statler and Waldorf together? Because you never see them apart from each other. Right. Those two grumpy old guys, I love the jokes that they make. Yeah. I, I think they are the type of grumpy old men that I'm going to grow up to be. When I go to watch a movie and I think it stinks, I'm probably going to be making jokes like Statler and Waldorf. Uh, yes. I mean, Statler and Waldorf were also being mean to Fozzie Bear at one time in... You know, in their first Muppet show. Yeah, in the Muppet show, they like to sit up in the balcony and they, like, yell insults and stuff. So yeah. when they think Fozzie's telling a bad joke, they'll tell him, that's a really bad joke. That kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, Fozzie's not exactly known for telling very good jokes. They're pretty bad jokes. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Let me see. So that was my number three, right? Okay. Number two would be Miss Piggy. What uh, do you like no, about Miss Piggy? She's, she's just a... She's... She knows how to be a lady, but she also knows how to fight. Yeah, like, I mean, she's one tough pick. She is. She's really tough. And so sometimes she tries to do things the ladylike way, but when that doesn't work, she knows how to get tough. I mean, can you imagine a pig being crushed to a frog? Good grief. Yeah, I never really understood that, a pig having a crush on a frog, but it always made for good comedy. And uh, uh, that, and I think that's one thing that Kermit is really good at. Mm -hmm. He's good at telling jokes, but he's also good at receiving jokes. Uh, because the whole point of the Muppet Show is to be funny, right? Exactly. Like it's supposed to be like it's got to be a good slapstick, a punchline, and all that kind of stuff. Exactly. It takes all the different kinds of comedy and it puts it into one. And Kermit is really good at being able to. Uh, enjoy the comedy. Sometimes it's awkward, sometimes it's slapstick, sometimes it's punchlines, but no matter what kind of comedy it is, it always seems to work when it's around Kermit. Kermit makes it work. Mm -hmm. And so I, I like Kermit. He's my number one Muppet because anytime there's any kind of jokes that happen about Kermit, mm -hmm. we end up laughing. If he's telling a punchline, we laugh. If right. it's slapstick that's happening to Kermit, like he falls or he gets smacked in the face or something, we laugh. There's... Yeah, like what he did with the gong. <laughs> yes, like in the movie when he got hit by the gong and he's like, old girlfriend. That was slapstick and that was funny. But there are other times where he's just telling a joke and when he says something funny, we also laugh. So I think that's why he's my favorite Muppet character because no matter what kind of comedy you do, you always end up laughing with Kermit. So, so we did one. So we did five, four, three, and two. What's your number one? That was my number one. Oh, that was your number Miss one. Miss Piggy was my number two. Ah, so it was, it was, uh, five was Sweetums. Uh huh. Four was uh, Doctor Teeth. Yeah. Three was Statler and Waldorf. Uh huh. Two was Miss Piggy. Uh huh. And then number one was Kermit. Oh, yeah. And what's interesting is all of those characters are in Muppet Treasure Island. Exactly. They all have a part in Muppet Treasure Island. Did you know that uh, aside from the opening scene at the end, Rolf the dog is not in Muppet Treasure Island? Yeah, I, I, it's kind of sad, though, but he 
was once in. He was in the beginning with the other people with yeah. Billy Bones. Yes, he's at the very beginning in the tavern, but he doesn't speak because Billy Bones is too busy telling the story. Right. But the reason that they did that is because Jim Henson was the guy who did Rolf the dog, uh-huh. and he had died. And so they didn't want anybody else to be doing Rolf the dog's character except for Jim Henson himself. Uh. So they had him as, like, a puppet, but they didn't have him as a character uh. out of respect for Jim Henson. Does so that... what age was Jim Henson when he died? You know, that's a good question. I, I don't really know. But we have the internet, so we can do a quick Google search. Yeah, let's take a look. How old was Jim Henson when he died? Yeah, let's take a look. Jim Henson was 53 years old, apparently. <whistles> that's not very old. Both of our parents are older than 53 years old. Did you know that? Yeah, I didn't know that. Mom and Dad are both older than 53. Wow. So, they are now older than Jim Henson was when he died. Jim Henson was born in 1936, and he passed away in 1990. I didn't realize how old Carol Spinney was. Carol Spinney? You know, who plays Big Bird. Oh, we're not talking about Big yeah, Bird. Yeah, right, right. Let's we're, get to the movie. We're talking about Muppet Treasure Island. Yeah, so let's get to the show, folks. Well, what's interesting is there's this one starts with a musical number. Exactly. You're you're on a on an island and you're you're watching these these pirates and these muppets try and working together to try and like bury this ancient treasure. Mm-hmm. And even though it seems really dark and mysterious, yeah. They've also got a good musical number. I Exactly. I liked that because it it gave you a sense of adventure, uh-huh. but it also gave you a sense of music. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, that's the idea about Disney. I mean, all Disney has music. I mean, what's the music without Disney? Come on, man. That's true. That's very true. A lot of the great Disney movies have some kind of great music attached to them. I mean, look at The Lion King. Yeah, I mean, the Lion it's got King has... good Hakuna Matata, mm-hmm. good Circle of Life in the beginning. Yeah. And also your favorite, Be Prepared. Be Prepared is my favorite. And you were talking while we were watching the movie about how... Long John Silver's villain song is just as good as Be Prepared from The Lion King. Yeah, I think it was called A Professional Pirate. Professional Pirate or, um, I forget what else they called it, uh, Gentleman of Fortune, something like that. I think but... it's For Gentlemen of Fortune, y'all is what you're proud to be. Yes. Well, we don't have to sing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let them sing it. Yeah. But... I think that's one of my favorite parts of this movie, too, is, you know, uh, Tim Curry, who plays Long John Silver, uh-huh. he he's trying to make Jim Hawkins feel like he's a good guy. Yeah. You know, he's trying to be his friend. He's trying to be his helper. He's trying to teach him about stars and directions. Uh-huh. Like, they're trying to become really good buddies. And then during that song, it turns out, oh, he's actually the bad guy. Yeah. Gonzo, I've warned Jim. One leg, Jim. Count of one. That's true. He tried to give him a warning, but Jim didn't listen, did he? Nuh-uh. Come on. Do you think that that ended up, like, making things bad for Jim? That he ended up getting in trouble because he didn't trust Gonzo? Um, from my, and from my perspective, 
I would say yes, he did. Yeah, that that's that's kind of the way I see it. Like Rizzo and Gonzo were Jim's oldest friends. You know, they were working exactly. together at the Admiral Benbow, mm-hmm. and then when they started trying to give him advice, he stopped listening to them and he started listening to Long John Silver instead. Exactly. So I'm not a fan of that. I feel like he was being kind of an idiot. Yeah. I mean, so, did you also know that Tim Curry was once in the most girl and beloved show, Annie? Yes, I do remember that movie. You and I used to watch it together. It was that it was that musical with uh, Carol Burnett and Albert Finney, right? Yeah, and Bernadette Peters. And Bernadette Peters, yep. He was, uh, he was Rooster. Yeah. The, the villain from that. A lot of people also know Tim Curry from a movie called The Rocky Horror Picture Show. Really? Yeah. Have you ever heard of that? No, I haven't. Um, I I don't think I've watched it either. Not all the way through. But people know him from that. They also know him as the voice of um, Chancellor Palpatine. He was he did the voice of of the Chancellor a little bit in Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Uh huh. And then, have you ever heard of the movie It? Mm. It's a scary movie about a clown with a red balloon. Oh yeah, yeah. That freaks me out. Yeah. Did you know that he was the clown in the movie It? Wow. Yeah. So he's done scary movies. He's done Disney movies. Uh-huh. He's done stuff with Star Wars. He's done musicals. Uh-huh. That man has done a lot in his career. I mean, I'm telling you, Tim Curry is unstoppable. Like, he's everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> At least everywhere in the 80s and 90s. He's not doing as much today because um, he's uh, he's injured now. He's, he's he's injured and sick and he's in a wheelchair. Did you know that? Yeah. He's he's uh, he's very hurt. I think he had a stroke or something like that. Yeah, I think he had a stroke or maybe even worse, a heart attack. I don't remember. Yeesh. I don't remember what it was, but it made him very sick and now he's in a wheelchair and he's not doing as much acting anymore. Yeah. But uh he's still alive yeah. and sometimes he goes to conventions and he'll tell stories about uh-huh. his experiences on Muppet Treasure Island and other things like that. Yeah. I mean, that's the best thing about this movie is that is that when the people put the cast together and behind the scenes, like, it was right after this movie, and the background was very neat. Like, they put the island and um, the you know, sail the ship called Hispaniola. Now, that is really impressive. So you like the sets, huh? Oh, Oh, yeah. I I liked it, too, because there were times, like, like especially when they got Cabin Fever and they did that Cabin Fever musical number. Uh-huh. It felt like they actually were stuck on board that tiny little boat. Exactly. Like you got all those people, and they're all getting stir-crazy, and it's like, I gotta get out of here. Yeah, like, get me out of this place. Yeah, and then when they actually did that musical number the cabin fever uh-huh. it was like oh my gosh these guys are stir crazy oh yeah you know we were watching that and i was watching like the dudes were in like like sarongs and they had like bikinis on and like these weird headdresses and they were dancing oh, and yeah, clapping yeah, and yeah. stuff and i was like wait a second this is this is pretty ridiculous exactly like it's ridiculous okay now you're being sylvester the cat this oh, sorry. This isn't Looney Tunes. This oh, is sorry. This is Muppets. Oh, silly, right, silly right. goose. Now, if I remember correctly, you actually do. Um, you do have a Fozzie Bear impression, don't you? Oh yes. 
So do do a little bit of Fozzie Bear from the Muppet Show for us. Alrighty. Um, let's see. Oh yeah. Wow, gentlemen, this is definitely a genuine bonafide treasure map. Uh, uh, really? Oh yes, Mr. Pimple told me so. Oh, Mr. Pimple has on my finger. He's very smart. He's been to the moon. What? Thank you. Twice. I smell a bozo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is a pretty that's a pretty weird scene because the very next thing you see is Beaker flying in and breaking a hole like, into the wall. <laughs> but going back to the sets, you were talking about right. the ship, you were talking about the island. Uh-huh. Uh the Admiral Benbow is another set. They had a big chase scene in there where oh, it all yeah. blew up and caught into smokes. Oh yeah. Um and then what was another one that they had? Oh, the beach. Oh yeah, they had the beach when there. they when they were on the beach, and then also um when they're on the island and they introduce Miss Piggy, the whole boom shakalaka thing. Yeah, they they have like a an Asian elephant in there. Yeah, I mean, like, why would an Asian elephant? I mean, why would an Asian elephant be doing on this island? I mean, come on, man! It was Asian it was, elephants live in Asia. Ex- yeah, exactly. Ugh. They because like on the map it showed that they were like going to like the Caribbean area. Exactly. And Asian elephants don't live in the Caribbean, do they? No. Is there a zoo or something that they could have borrowed it from or something? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know, but you're right. It's that- Disney. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. That's the easiest way to explain it. It's like, eh, whatever. It's yeah, Dis- like, let's go on with it. It's Disney. Okay. Yeah, just, let's let's get on with it. Just go with it. Yeah. yeah. Go with the flow. Yeah. Well, you kind of have to when you're talking about Muppets because you're taking human characters and then you're also taking puppet characters and you're yeah. having you're having to treat them almost like humans. Even though you know that Sam is an eagle, you know that Kermit is a frog, you know that Rizzo is a rat. And you... Gonzo is a, a alien. A, whatever. Oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah, they keep calling him a whatever because they hadn't done the movie Muppets from Space yet. So they don't know what he is. It's like, eh, whatever. Yeah. And Maybe it must be a cross between a bird or an alien or something. Something. His beak is a little lower than a parrot's hot cock. Oh, okay. That That makes sense. Yeah. But but what's interesting is you have to treat them like they're humans, even exactly. even though they're a rat. Like yeah. you're, you're looking down, and you're talking to them, you're like, Rizzo, stop putting on those costumes. Like that's the thing that I would say maybe to you or to our sister. Yeah. You're like, quit putting on those costumes. Stop being so silly. But yeah, like don't the, start a Halloween. Right, but that's something that humans say to other humans. Right, but you kind of have to just go with it when you're also doing it about Muppets. Exactly. I mean, why would a human trait become Muppets with, like, I don't know, like na- like natives? Right. They look like they look like natives, or they look like sailors, or, or they, Indians, or Indians, or pirates, or, yeah, or pirates. Whatever it is, Ish. like, like Clueless Morgan, he looked like a pirate, but he's a goat, right? And Monty, he looked like a like a broken down Christmas tree. Yeah, like he got a, a ha- like it's weird, like. Matt Monty, like, he's got eyes on his hat. Well, I think the hat broke, and so he's got, like, the bottom part of the hat around his nose, and the top part of his hat is sitting on top of his head. Something like that. I mean, he kind of looked like a green mollusk with fur all over him. Yeah, and Angel Marie. Angel Marie looked like a pirate. Yeah. 
and and I think that's one thing that they did really good with like Blind Pew and some of the like the alligator characters and stuff like that. Yeah. They gave them eye patches and they gave them scars. Yeah, like one eye check. Yeah, yeah, and they made them like really dirty and smudgy to yeah. where they looked like they were pirates. Exactly. Like, like they were really like a blind like blundering like well, I know like you said, pirates. Exactly. And you had you had humans like Black Eyed Pea and Jerry and, you know, some others that and were... And Long John Silver. And Long John Silver that were human pirates. Mm-hmm. But then they were also working with Muppet. The Muppet characters being like pirates. Exactly. And I think that was one thing that they did really, really good was making the Muppet characters look like pirates, but also giving good costumes to the people who were pretending to be pirates. Uh-huh. I mean, look at Long John Silver's costume. Once he becomes an actual pirate, he's got the big hat, he's got the big red robes, he's got like a fancy bolo tie type thing going yeah. on in the middle. Like, those costumes were really good. Yeah, I mean, some of the people on stage give them costumes to be in this Disney sequel. Yeah, they did. They did have to have costumes on. I mean, look at Jim. He was wearing those big stripy pants and, like, that weird vest that goes over a big baggy shirt. And some buttons, too. And a whole bunch of buttons everywhere with the buttons. Oh, yeah. It was kind of crazy. Yeah, it was. But, I mean, you, you we, we've talked about costumes. We've talked about actors. We've talked about the sets. We've uh-huh. talked about the music with, yeah. you know, the the cabin fever and love let us here. That was a good love. Yeah, that song. was a really good one. That was a good love song, and then the gentleman of fortune, professional pirate villain song, yeah. and the uh, oh, what was that? When were they on the ship singing? Um, uh, sailing for adventure. Yeah, that's it. Sailing for adventure. Sailing for that adventure. Is a really good musical number right there. You know what they need to do? They need to have a sing along version where they put the words on the bottom of the screen with the bouncing dot. So that you can sing along with what they're singing. Oh, yes. Why should I? I mean, they would have done that in the first place. They should have. Wow. Because it's got great music, right? Exactly. I I mean, mean, if The Lion King has a sing-along version, then I feel like this movie needs to have a sing-along version, too. Both of these, The Lion King and The Muppet Treasure Island, need a sing-along song. I I agree. 100%. I mean, they would have put... They would have put, like, Pumbaa's head in the Dodge sing-along song like they would do in the Lion King one and a half, where they did mm, the Hakuna Matata. Yes, with the with the bug that's bouncing on the words. Yeah. I remember that. No, I think they've actually got a real sing-along version, like on the DVD or the Blu-ray or something. Yeah. Whenever the song comes up, they'll actually do the words on the bottom of the screen. Yeah. I think if there was ever a movie to do that for, it would definitely be Muppet Treasure Island. Yeah, I mean, they would put... Kermit the Frog in with that scene along, that would be just perfect. That would be pretty cool. Now, we watched it with closed captioning just now. Yeah. And they actually had the words on the screen for the closed captioning. So we did get to sing along a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. But we did no, but we let Jim Kurt and Tim Curry do the acting. Yeah, we did we did uh shut up for Tim Curry's uh special song because he's like, like he... Upstage, lads, this is my only number. And so, if like it, he wants to take over for this song for himself. 
Well, I asked for that because I wanted yeah. to listen to it. But then right. we sang we along. We listened to it. But then we sang along for just about everything else, didn't we? Exactly. Like, it's so easy to sing along to this movie. And I think that's another thing that I really like about it is it's easy to sing along to. It's easy to laugh at. It's easy to understand the story that's going on. I mean, you that know. story was based like uh, the illustrator by Robert Louis Stevenson. You're right. But not illustrated. Written by. Oh, dang it. It's okay. Illustrated means that they drew the pictures. Uh. So if you're reading a picture book, mm -hmm. then the illustrations were all of the drawings. Mm -hmm. The words means that it was written by. Oh, uh, okay. And, now I get it. And Robert Louis Stevenson wrote the story for Treasure Island. I mean, he did pretty good for that um, planet version, like the Treasure Planet. Okay, so he didn't do that one, but that is another one that Disney did. They did that movie Treasure Planet, and we actually talked about that here on the IPC podcast not too long ago. Yeah, I used to listen to you and Ben and Jake talk about that. Yeah, because you've got that young Jim Hawkins who is like flying through space, and they're trying to take over the ship from that lady captain. And oh, yeah. They end up finding the treasure by going through a portal, and then they can't get out of it, and you know it's all set to explode on them and stuff. Uh-huh. It's not quite the same with Muppet Treasure Island, but yeah. you do have the idea of once you get there, it's not easy to find the treasure. Because, yeah. like in Muppet Treasure Island, they find yeah. the treasure chests and they're empty. Like, some of the mm, pirates in the beginning fooled them because they knew that the treasure wasn't there. Yeah. Well, you know what happened was Benjamina, Miss Piggy, she Hit got them. she got left behind. Uh -huh. And so when she got left behind, she's like, well, if I'm going to be stuck here, I'm going to have the treasure. And so she took it back to her place. Yeah. And then when they when the pirates found it, it was all empty. There was nothing there. Yeah, I mean, they have to tell her where the treasure is, but she wouldn't tell them. Right. And then they put Captain Smollett on a rope. Yeah. And then they threatened her, and she was like, okay, 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 I'll tell you. Like, okay, I'll blurt it out. Yeah, but she had to be tortured. Bas uh, yeah. Basically had to be tortured in order to tell. So yeah. again... That's the strength of Miss Piggy's character. Is she is a very strong character, and she is a very strong-willed person. And uh, if mm -hmm. something doesn't go her way, then she's going to to find a way to fight for it until it does go her way. I mean, that's I mean, that's one thing about Frank Oz. I mean, he can do Fozzie Bear and Miss Piggy together. I mean, can you believe it? Well, you know who else Frank Oz does? He plays. Uh, he did Yoda and Grover. Yes, he did. He did Yoda in Star Wars. That's a good memory. And Grover from Sesame Street. Yes, but we're not talking about Sesame Street yeah, tonight. Right. We're talking about this movie. Exactly. So, what would you say was your favorite scene from Muppet Treasure Island? Well, I guess I will have to say, okay, that's my brain not to surprise to Ben, but I'm gonna take it. Okay, so this my favorite scene in this one. Where they did the fight. I mean, with the swords clashing. Mm -hmm. That was so incredible. I thought it was cool how they were able to get the Muppet characters to fight the human characters in a sword fight. Exactly. Because you have to stick your hand up inside the Muppet and then wave their sword around from underneath. Mm -hmm. And then the humans have to fight with the swords while looking at the people who are holding the puppets from underneath. Exactly. Like, they, they have to have a lot of focus to do that. Um, but you were also telling me that you thought one of the best parts was when Kermit was trying to fight uh, Tim Curry. 
you know, oh, got, yeah, like got Shrine, Smollett against uh, Long John Silver. Pieces. All that fancy clothes. It's just... <laughs> Not bad for Amphibian. <laughs> <laughs> I love that line. I love that line. What's but the best he... part, and I like it, is when Gonzo throw starfish at that lobster, the other lobster dude. <laughs> I mean, he did that karate bit so humorous. Well, and what's funny is... When they were sitting in the apple barrel, he was talking about how his pants were filled with starfish, remember? Exactly. And then during the fight scene, he pulls out the starfish from his pants and uses them as, like, ninja throwing stars. So, like, they take pieces from Uh other parts of the story and put it into the other stuff, which I thought that was cool. Now, that was so funny. It was. It was a really funny thing. And I think that's what's so great about this movie is it's got... It's got mystery, it's got adventure, it's uh-huh. got action and fight scenes. Yeah, it's got romance, uh-huh. and it's got Blech. and it's got comedy. Yeah, like it's got all of those big like, things. Put them all together. Yeah, you take all of that and you put it all together, and that's the whole movie. It's exactly. Got, it's got a little bit of everything. I mean, the whole entire story of this Muppet twist is so epic. Epic in a pirate style. It, yeah, I think that's a good way to put it, is it's an epic that's pirate style. And I like the style that they use. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they've they got that big fancy ship that they're fighting over. They've got the, the, the lifeboats that they're rowing around mm-hmm. in. You've got, like, the, the island with the, the tribal people. But then you've also uh-huh. got, like, those rats that are thinking they're going on a cruise and they're using uh-huh. speedboats yeah. and they're having margaritas oh, and stuff yeah. like that. Oh, like, yeah. It's a weird blend of going really, really, really back in time to pirate times, uh-huh. but also making it, like, in the present day where you've got speedboats and stuff. Exactly. Which I is, mean, it's, a good, it's a good piece of comedy. I mean, Rizzo did that whole, I mean, he put those rats in that cruise on that big ship of Hispaniola. I mean, uh-huh. come. Well, but here's the funny thing. In in pirate days, a long time ago, one of the problems that they had was that rats would get onto the boat. And That's then it, true. And then it would eat their food and it would get the sailors sick and stuff. Uh-huh. So it made sense for a pirate ship to be infested with rats. Exactly. Only instead of rats making them sick, it was rats playing shuffleboard. Yeah, like you know, Fozzie throws that brandy down at the window. That was hilarious. Well, he kept filling it up and then whoop, splashing like, it outside. Whoop. And then he kept filling it up again, whoop, splashing like three it outside. times. Exactly, three times. Until that rat had enough. Like, it, do you want to paint? Do you want to knock it out the shuffle? Uh, the, mm, that mm, pupil course? It's pure in the paint up with the shuffleboard course. There you go. Yep. Boy, you've pretty much memorized this movie, haven't you? Oh, yeah. I mean,. Ever since you guys were talking about the wild in the lost uh, Atlant- Atlantis, I oh wow, do I remember those um, memories? Well, we've been watching Muppet Treasure Island for a long time. You and me, we used to borrow it from Hollywood Video. Do you remember Hollywood Video? Oh yeah, like they had those video cassettes, like. Put them in boxes. Mm-hmm. And then we would borrow it, and we'd take it home, and we'd watch it 
like a bunch of times before we had to take it back home. Yeah. Before we had to take it back. I mean, the only videos that they would ever had in Hollywood video were really wild animals on video cassettes. They had really wild animals. They had Disney movies. I remember when we would go there, we would get a bunch of Looney Tunes. Oh, yeah. And we just laugh out loud our socks off. Yep. Yep. I remember us getting the Hollywood video version of Muppet Treasure Island for us to watch. Oh, yeah. I mean, so. it was like our first time to see that film. Mm-hmm. Oh, my god! And now we have it on DVD. It's part of my movie collection back there on the shelf over there. Right. You've got it on DVD. Uh-huh. And now it's on now Disney. Now it's on Disney Plus. It's on Disney Plus, too, which is crazy. But Oh, yeah. I love that anybody can watch it now. If mm-hmm. anybody's got Disney Plus, they have a chance to watch this epic movie now. I mean, if some people are like saying, I'm really going to see this film in at home or maybe at theaters. I'm never going to get sick of it. Like The Lion King. I never get sick of The Lion King. There are some other people who get sick of The Lion King, but I never get sick of The Lion King. Me neither. And you never get sick of Up at Treasure Island, do you? Nuh-uh. Nothing can stop me now. <laughs> I feel like that's a song, isn't it? Nothing's yeah. gonna stop me now. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Okay, so if you had to rate this movie out of 10, with 10 being the best... What number would you give to Muppet Treasure Island? Well, I would get that. Um, if I would choose the best number to give a height number, I would give that, I would say, uh, 100%. 100%. So a 10 out of 10, huh? Uh-huh. 10 out of 10. A 10 out of 10. You know, it's Boom. it's it's hard to argue with that because there are just so many great things about this movie. Uh-huh. And there's not a whole lot to complain about. Yeah, like, I mean, there's no doubt about it. It's it's a really it's a really good movie. So I I don't see any reason why it shouldn't be a ten out of ten. Right. IMDB gives it like a seven out of ten. I guess there are some people that don't like it as much as we do. Right. But the other thing that we need to consider is that because we've been watching it for so many years, we have good memories about it. Yeah, like, and we good think, imitations. We think about it back to our childhood, you know? Oh, yeah. We think about it from when we were kids. We think about the imitations that we can do where we pretend yeah. to be Kermit or Fozzie or whatever. Or Gonzo. Or Gonzo. And then we also have to think about uh, the sing-along and how much we love to sing with it and stuff. Yeah. Maybe some other people don't like to sing with it or something. Yeah, like they don't know, like, what is Muppet Treasure Island? Or what is this story about? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um... So for those people that are wondering, what is it about? I would say it's an adventure movie, right? Uh-huh. And it's a story about how Jim Hawkins finds a lost old treasure map and sets off on an adventure to find an island with a treasure inside a cave. Yeah, I think that's good. All with Muppets helping him on the adventure, right? Yeah. I mean, what's interesting about this film is that the treasure that was hidden in a cave in the beginning and now... Long John Severus found a cave. It was covered in Mala's weeds or something. You're right. They were trying to bury it in the cave. But remember, because Miss Piggy got left behind, she took it out of the cave. Exactly. Like, she snuck off and took it away like that. Yes. She snuck off and took it away, and then she became the queen of the island because she was so rich. Uh, yeah. Like, she wanted to keep the gold and silver and jewels all by her all to herself yeah and she did that for a while at least until long john showed up yeah 
what's funny is, you know, he was able to escape from prison, but then he he took all of that treasure and put it in a leaky lifeboat, and it all sank to the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, I mean, that's why he gave, and that's why that Sam the Eagle gives the captain a distressed news. He does give him distressing news, but I need you to I need you to focus for just a second. Right. Long John Silver spent the whole movie trying to find the treasure, right? Uh-huh, right. And then he found the treasure, and he got all excited, right? Right. And then he took off with the treasure so he could keep it for himself, Uh-huh. and then the treasure sank to the bottom of the ocean. Like, Exactly. He wasted all of that time, uh-huh. and that treasure just ended up gone forever. Like, it's... Yep. Exactly. Like that. Exactly. So and if you have to say the worst film about this movie, what would that be? The worst part? Yeah. I don't know if there is a worst part. Well, I, I got one. Okay. The worst part is when these three villains, you know, with that lobster and a goat and that you know, mad hat dude, mm-hmm. they were planning to kill the captain, like put in a desperate, desperately plot. Well, yes, but part of that dastardly plot was so that Long John could become the captain. Exactly, and they would want that bear to be a rug. Yeah, yeah that would have been funny. Yeah. Because, you know, in Hercules, they turned Scar into a rug. Really? Yeah. I'll have, to show, you, I'll have to show you a picture sometime. But wow. Yeah. In Hercules, they actually turned Scar into a rug. Just like in The Lion King, Zazu says, you know, he'd make a very handsome throw rug. And then Mufasa's like, Zazu. And just think, whenever he gets dirty, you could take him out and beat him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they actually do that in the movie Hercules. They turn Scar into a rug. Wow. Yeah. So turning Fozzie Bear into a rug, I think, is meant to be like a joke based on all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, I think there's one other joke that we need to talk about before we finish up for tonight. The joke about how he's like, first pirates, now talking parrots. What's next? A singing, dancing mouse with, with his own amusement park? Like, Like you were telling me, like, the singing mouse is Mickey and the amusement park is Disneyland. Exactly. Like, like, that's what he was talking about. Exactly. And because Muppet Treasure Island is a Disney movie, he was making fun of Disney. Exactly. Like, he was making a joke out of it. He was making a joke about Disney during a Disney movie. I think that's hilarious. Oh, yeah. It definitely was. Well, uh, I think about it's time for our break. Uh, well, this is this is time for us to say goodnight, actually. Oh. You're right that on regular episodes of IPC, we take a break and we talk some more. But this is a little bit of a shorter episode because it's a special edition. Yeah. So... Um, I'm going to say thank you for helping me with this special edition. You uh-huh. gave it 100%, right? Right. A I would ten... give that 100% to this film. I mean, no doubt about it. Muppet Treasure Island is the best film in the entire Muppet history. I would agree to that. Out of all the Muppet movies that I've ever watched, this one is definitely my favorite. I mean, I, I still to all the other Muppet movies we've seen before. I still like the Muppet movie, like the original Muppet movie. And I still like Muppets from Space, but I like Muppet Treasure Island way more than The Great Muppet Caper. I like it way more than Muppets Take Manhattan. Yeah, like, like that was the worst. It, it was just, it wasn't, 
I didn't enjoy it as much. So, yeah, out of all the other Muppet movies that we've gotten, I think Muppet Treasure Island is definitely my favorite. But there was one Muppet movie that you always get sick of it, is Kermit Swamp Years. That's not even a Muppet movie. That that just has Kermit in it, and like Kermit's friends. But it doesn't have Miss Piggy, it doesn't have Fozzie, it doesn't have Rolf, it doesn't have any of those other starring Muppet characters. All they have is just frogs. Yeah, yeah. Goodness. Kermit's Swamp Years takes a look at Kermit's early life before he goes to Hollywood and becomes famous. Yeah. And so that one, you watched that one way too much as a kid. Ugh. You watched it a lot as a I kid. I mean, I'm telling you, it drives you nuts. Yes, it did. It did. But you know what? Muppet Treasure Island does not drive me nuts. I just got done watching it, and it thanks put... Thanks to me, of course. It Yes, thanks to you. <laughs> And watching it together, it put a smile on my face. Like, it was really wonderful. It really was. And this was a wonderful special edition episode of IPC. My brother Joel joining me for the discussion. His first time ever on the IPC podcast. I hope you had fun tonight. Oh, I most definitely did. And thanks to you and Ben and Jake. I hope I will see them again next time. But I'm not pretty sure. Well, we'll see what happens. Uh, who knows? Maybe they'll come to visit us. Maybe we'll come to visit them. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? But we will find out what we're talking about on the next episode of IPC, when the next episode of IPC comes around. Until then, be sure to go find us on social media at IPC Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for updates on all the new stuff regarding IPC-related episodes, top five discussions, and so much more. Yeah. Well... Thank you so much, everyone. It was wonderful to be here. And and I hope we'll see you all again next week. I hope so, too. And until then, we'll see you then. Hope everybody has a great time. We'll see you all again next time. Right here on IPC Intergalactic Peace Coalition. Good night, everyone. And buenas noches. No. I got the madness. I got cabin fever. I've got the tea. I got cabin fever. It's burning in my brain. I got the cabin fever. It's driving me insane. We got cabin fever. We're flipping our bandanas. Been stuck at sea so long that we have simply gone bananas. <laughs> Cabin fever, we lost what sense we had. We got cabin fever, we're all going mad. Grab your partner by the ears, lash him to the wheel. Don't you know, step on his toe, listen to him squeal. Alaman left, Alaman right, it's time to sail or sink. Swing your partner over inside, drop him in a drink. <laughs> We've got cabin fever, no ifs, ands, or buts. We're disoriented and demented and, and a little not. <laughs> We were sailing, sailing, the wind was on our side. But then it died. I've got cabin fever. I think I lost my grip. I like to get my hands on whoever wrote this grip. See, I was floating near the tropic moon and dreaming of a blue lagoon. 
now I'm as crazy as a loon. <laughs> Gavin Fever and Travis all aboard. This one's proud vessel has become a floating psycho ward. We were sailing, sailing, getting who knows where. And now, though, we're all here. We're not all there. <laughs> Back. What, what are we doing? What, what's going on? Oh, what was that? I feel like such a cruel.